Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Hello and welcome to, to another episode of Engage for Success Radio and show number 520 in our weekly series. Engage for Success is the UK's leading not-for-profit movement for employee engagement and we're out there raising awareness and running events through our area networks around the country. And our topic and sector-specific thought and action groups are developing research, publishing case studies, and shining a light on great practice. You can visit engagesex.org to learn more. And while you're there, why not sign up for our weekly newsletter so you never miss out on any of our great free resources, events, and updates. And I'm Andy Gorham, your host for today's show and founder of BizJuicer. Uh, an employee engagement, retention, and culture change consultancy that helps business become stickier from the inside out. Now, we are living with the perils of live radio today, and my guest is stuck between here and the Netherlands, I think, in trying to connect to the studio and hasn't been able to at this stage. So what was going to be a conversation about the seven keys of engagement and profitability and how perhaps in a world we are, I don't know, maybe making light or oversimplifying the world of engagement and culture, as it seems on, on social media now. You, you cannot look at a social media post without oversimplification of something that can be incredibly complex. Um, unfortunately, Paul Taval is not here to have that conversation with me today. So you're stuck with me. So I expect it to be a much shorter call than usual. Um, but I thought, why don't I share with you um, something I did recently uh, as I spoke at a conference uh, where they had a fantastic um, section in their conference called 40 and 40. And 40 and 40 was four experts. Uh, I'm not quite sure how I got into there, but there you go. Four experts sat on a stage offering up tips in a 40-minute session, and we brought 10 tips each on different topics, and mine was, maybe unsurprisingly, all about retention. So I thought, with Paul not able to join us today, I would quickly just share these 10 tips that I left the audience with, and maybe chuck in a couple of extra bits and pieces, um, so that your time isn't completely wasted here today. So some of these may sound like common sense and I think that is one of the misnomers around all the culture stuff that we end up doing because well common sense doesn't mean it's common practice uh, out in the real world and so I make no apology for bringing these tips to you today because I hope they will strike a chord and well help you create something of a stickier business holding on to more of your talent which goodness only knows is going to become so important as we as we continue to move forward, as as the recruitment pool gets a little a little smaller with cultural um, and um, age changes, generational shifts that we're seeing in the in the workplace happen, and you know you're not going to be able to dip into the pool. It will not be as big as it has been in the past, and therefore, if you wanted to continue and grow and have sustainable, successful businesses, retention has to get a lot more focus. So. Anyway, let's crack on with these tips. Tip number one, I think moving your company vision, mission, and values from 
what may appear on the wall mural to what's in the mindset of your people is absolutely the key to seeing true benefit from them. And this moving from mind, um, mural to mindset, I think, is incredibly important. There are plenty of businesses out there who have done the work to set up their vision and mission and have values. Um, but the onward communication, the transference of ownership from those words into behaviors and actions is what is, is missing. So don't just stick on a wall or on a mouse mat. Really think about how you can engage with your people, find the connection between what drives your business and what drives the people within it, and those things can really move you into a new era. So that's number one. Number two, maybe linked, but retention is absolutely the new recruitment. Traditionally, businesses have had specialists for recruitment, champions even for recruitment. But when have we ever really had a retention champion? Now listen, I definitely feel that it's not one person's responsibility, it's a collective organizational responsibility. Think about retaining and developing talent, but just flipping it on its head, as we move into this new era of work, really start thinking about, well, how am I championing retention? What am I doing to hang on to talent? And I think hang on almost sounds desperate. You want people to stay with you because you offer so much more than the money, and we'll come on to that later on. So tip number three, a simple statement, if I'm learning, I'm not leaving. So don't think about giving training. Think about encouraging learning and development. Now, what is available for your team members that's going to help them develop, help them grow, stretch them, and move them forward? End the era of turning up to training sessions and sitting there as a passenger as someone flicks through a slide deck. Let's really think about what do people need to be able to bring their best self to work every day? And how can we make that interesting, relevant, and fun? Tip number four. Appreciate and recognize the rainbow you're working with. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, try and see every person in your business as the individual that they are. Each person bringing different skills and perspectives. And not forgetting that your job as a leader is not to bend everybody to your will, but to adapt your style so you can get the best out of them. You know, the old adage of two heads the better than one absolutely plays to the fore here. Just think about all those different perspectives and viewpoints and, sadly, ideas and innovations that are just sitting there latent, waiting to be untapped, but never come forward because very few people have ever been asked for those ideas. So appreciate that rainbow. It really will benefit. Tip number five, set each generation up for success. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, there's a load of stuff out there at the moment about generational cohort theory. And look, it's a social science, so it won't necessarily apply to everybody, but there are some lessons to be learned. And we are seeing an unprecedented shift in the workforce right now. And that makeup of the workforce in just six or seven years' time is going to switch from being dominated by baby boomers and, and exes like me to the millennial and Gen Z generations. And they have different needs, and they need to be set up very differently. 
So, what are you doing to understand the generational shift in your business? What are you doing to understand the learning styles and the needs of each of those different cohorts? What do you need to do to set them up for success? Because we can make too many assumptions that everybody should understand it or see it the way we do, and that just isn't the case. So think about how you can set each of those generations up for success in your business as we go forward. Number six, open and transparent communication channels are absolutely essential for building trust and fostering collaboration. Now, when it comes to communication, gang, we've got to remember it's a two-way street. And if you're going to ask a question and then your people are good enough and brave enough to answer that question and give you suggestions and make you think about things, then be prepared to respond to all the answers, not just the ones that align to your strategy and are easy to answer. Someone has bothered to respond. It's just as important to go back to those people and say, thank you for your suggestion, but here's why we're not going to do that thing going forward, and let me explain why. That two-way open and transparent communication is absolutely fundamental for building trust, which, as we know, in itself is a platform for great cultures and strong performing sustainable teamwork tip number seven perhaps a bit linked to that busting down silos in an organization is absolutely the fastest way to improve engagement problem solving productivity and creative thinking it's unbelievable how in business you still walk into today and there are little factions all sat around working on their own things sounds a ridiculously obvious statement but how are you intentionally building relationships across teams, encouraging cross-functional working, and building those individual relationships and perspectives that can really add value to those projects? So bust down those silos. Number eight, one of my faves, never trade your values for short-term gains. Tolerating and rewarding poor behavior is undoubtedly the quickest way to destroy your culture and lose your good people. And I say that because I've probably been guilty of it in my past. If you say something is important, it has to follow through in what you do. And what you show to be important will soon become what your team feel is important if you deliver it consistently. But also don't underestimate the, the effect that a tolerating poor behavior is having on the rest of the team. So, Really, don't trade your values for the short-term gain. Don't think about short-term performance constantly. I know it's really tough in this environment right now, but if you can find the balance and stay true to your values, it has a much better benefit going forwards. Number nine has been a bit of a watchword of late, and, um, and that is treat when someone says, I'm fine, as a warning sign. You know, when I'm working with clients and teams, in all the sessions we run, we always have check-ins where before we start a session, we have a chat with people to sort of see how they're feeling, where their head's at, what's going on, what's going well, what's, what's difficult, just so that we can test the temperature in the room and we can see who might need a bit of attention, who might actually need a bit of space and reflection. It's just really good for lowering the water level and getting a better understanding of, of what we're going to have to do in the day. But very often, the people who will just brush off 
the opportunity of a chat and say, yeah, I'm fine. That's belying the truth. You know, we are seeing that that's very often a signal that something isn't right. And we need to watch out for those small changes in behavior, small changes in demeanor. And often if you get the brush off and you get the I'm fine, that can be a little sign that something isn't quite right. Now, we have these opportunities every day at work to check in with somebody and see what's going on. So just watch out for those kind of brush off comments like I'm fine. And uh, you never know. It could be a signal for you to go and just find out a little bit more and see what's going on and, and really help someone in a situation that perhaps they're not confident enough to come forward with and share. Number 10, great onboarding quickly turns that initial excitement into engagement, retention and productivity. Arguably, when someone turns up at your door on that first day, they are at their most excited. And yet, in many, many, many places, that first day is all about kit, passwords, security, handbooks, form filling. You know, this is the perfect opportunity to really create some bonds, to really show and tell somebody why on earth they were the ones that you selected to work with you. What was it that you really loved about them that made you want to hire them? Why not tell them that day? Why not tell that brand story about where the business is going? Why not give them a complete free reign for the first 90 days to come back to the very top of the business and really match up to say, does our promise equal the reality? Someone coming into your business fresh, no baggage, for that first 90 days can tell you really what's going on. The old emperor's new clothes, if you like, and yet too many of us ignore or we're too busy to even realize the opportunity so think about your onboarding how can you really turn all of that excitement that someone has on day one into future engagement retention and productivity from day one and look while we're here i'm going to chuck in a couple of extras the first one is a leadership tip and i think this is really true for today and i think it's a mistake that many people make including myself in the past and that is be kind, not nice. I think to retain talent and foster effective cultures, I think really authentic leaders need to prioritize kindness over niceness. I think kind leaders genuinely care about their team's well-being, growth and development. They will prioritize empathy and support and they will be the ones who don't duck out of having the difficult conversations. They won't just tell people what they want to hear. They will tell them what they need to hear. And that's far more important. And then finally, which I think is easy to say, and it may be in this marketplace hard to do, but I do believe it. I 100% believe it. Retention is not all about the money. Please don't make it all about the money. If you make it that, it is an incredibly fast race to the bottom. It has to be about so much more. But if you don't pay a fair wage, then you're not even at the table to play the game. But your EVP, the reason why people have to come and stay with you, has to be more than just money. So what have you got? What are you doing to make it impossible to even fathom wanting to leave your business? How are you making people feel? Where is your concentration? 
please, please, please don't make it about someone leaving you for 5p on the hour down the road. There's so much more you can do. So look, I'm sorry today's episode hasn't been maybe what you expected. And I've chucked in 10, 12 tips there to try and help you. And they may be simple, they may be common sense, but maybe there's one in there. Maybe just a little thing that might trigger something for you in the future. Um, thank you for listening to Engage for Success. I'm going to wrap the show there for today. Hopefully we'll have our guests back next week. Now, while you're here, don't forget to visit engageforsuccess.org and check out all the show notes and our fab free resources. There's great stuff on there that you can download and really help all of your engagement efforts. And of course, you can also stream any of the previous shows at your leisure. We'll be back again at the same time next week. I'm Andy Gorham, and thanks for listening to Engage for Success Radio. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.